Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome to episode 45 of the Faithful Gamers Podcast. I'm Zach. And I'm Evan. Man, 45, man. 45, 45, 45. That's crazy. Well, what's the Roman numerals of 45? Do you know? Uh, I don't. Do you? I'm not even going to pretend like I do. I think it's XLV. Because L is 50. You put one down to make, yeah, it, to make 40. it 45. Yeah. Well, makes sense to me. Uh, I'm just going to take your word for it. But yeah, episode 45, man. It's crazy that we're 45 episodes into this mess of a show, right? It's a disaster. Yeah. Well, we make yeah, it. It's never going to get disaster. any better. No, it is not. It never, ever will. But, you know. It's it adds pizzazz to the show. You know what I mean? Does it? Yeah. Well, I like it makes me feel better <laughs> thinking that. <laughs> but I am excited to be here for another episode, man. Uh, our last one with Kieran was really fun. It's always fun having special guests on here, man. Um, today we are going to be talking about a what we've been playing, obviously, like we always do. Our video game topic is going to be more probably, honestly, me and Zach ranting like we for like, sure like to do about video games uh as for much sure. as and we I love thought... to talk about talk about how much we love them we love to talk about how much we hate them as well yeah i thought we could uh, i have another topic in mind if this one doesn't take too terribly long okay too. um uh then our faith topic is i'm really going to be kind of talking about a book that i've been reading that i've been i've been really enjoying and then i might talk a little bit about uh my message on sunday too uh oh yeah and that's yeah. pretty much that. So let's get started with what we've been playing. I always have Zach go first, so I'll go first this time because I honestly haven't been playing a ton this week. I was going to say, I knew you had been. Yeah, I, I I haven't been playing really anything this week um, other than Super Mario RPG. So I've been playing a lot of that, and it finally got to the point where it's showing me, well, in the game it shows me how, how many hours, so I guess I shouldn't say finally, but I'm about like eight hours in. So, okay. you know, from what I understand, that means you're relatively close to the end. Yeah. I mean, ish. most of my characters are like level 16 or higher. So, I mean, I don't know what the level cap is, but, you know, whatever. I think I heard it was like 12 hours long, but maybe it's a little longer than that. I don't know. I'm kind of taking my time short. with it, too, but I'm probably going to go back and do some things that I want to do that I know, you know, will, you know, some end game stuff. But. Uh, yeah. I played, I think, one more or two more chapters of Alan Wake a couple weeks back, and we've been playing some Call of Duty, uh, but that's been a while, too. Uh, I was say, it's been almost two weeks since we did that. Yeah, but Alan Wake is is very good, man. Very. I'm, I mean, Baldur's Gate is phenomenal, but like story-wise, I'd be surprised if Alan Wake doesn't get Game of the Year or something, man, because such a good game story-wise. I guess we'll find out in two days from this recording. Yes, which you and I are going to have to do what we do every year, take notes and maybe FaceTime during it. Yeah, I'm not going to be at home while that's going on. Where are you going to be? Hockey game. Oh, that sucks, dude. I'm pretty pumped for it, actually. Well, I mean, it sucks (laughs) for me. But 
I'll take some notes for you and tell you what was good and what isn't. Watch it be like the biggest game announcement of the year and pre-orders go live immediately and you'll miss it. It'll be like like the new Witcher game. <laughs> It'll be your luck, man. <laughs> yeah, but I do, I do think I'm okay with that, truthfully. <laughs> yeah, I, I think so, too. Uh, so then what I've been playing, I've really been all over the place this week or these last two weeks. Um, oh, excuse me. Um, let's see. The game I played most recently, Evan's going to love this, was Final Fantasy 16. Oh, gosh, dude. Um, played that. I played the original Alan Wake. Tell me, did you just find out that you are a homosexual? I'm just kidding. (laughs) So then, um, I played a little bit of, believe it or not, I played like, 10 minutes of Starfield on Saturday while Mackenzie was napping and then she uh, stopped napping. So I had to stop. How did you play 10 uh, minutes Starfield? Did you sit in the loading screen for 10 minutes and call it a day? I, I legit <laughs> was pretty close. I, I think I fast traveled to six different planets or solar systems just to get where I wanted to go. Got in to find the mission and then she started crying. I said, well, this this was productive. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't played that game in a while only because of those loading screens, man. I think if there wasn't yeah. so many, I would enjoy it more. It is. It's constant. Yeah. Played that. Um, trying to think, you know, I, I think this was after the last episode we recorded, but I played a little bit of Hollow Knight because uh, not I wasn't at church this Sunday, but the Sunday before um, Dylan's wife was saying that she is playing through it because I told her she's not a real gamer if she's never played my favorite games. <laughs> <laughs> so she's she's actually been playing through a bunch of my favorite games, believe it or not. Which uh, one is she playing through? Uh, she played through all three Bioshocks, and bro, she's playing Hollow Knight. Bro, like, like she's been going hard. Like She has. Geez, she has. Dude. So she was talking about these bosses, and I was like, yeah so i played it for maybe an hour and a half a little bit ago yeah and then just as we say every week life is busy so oh i haven't been able to play as much i forgot a game i've been playing i bought it a while ago on steam and then i just bought it on the switch as well just because this cross progression is a witcher 3 oh i've been playing that i started all over because i was like like you got to yeah and because uh, i didn't first of all i didn't remember where i was and it's cross progression so i was like oh, i'll just start over so started over i i played josiah wasn't feeling well a couple weeks ago or whatever it was so i was playing on my steam deck on the couch or like last week and then uh when i bought it on the switch when i'm i've been switching between mario rpg and witcher on the switch so hey you also played terra nil right <clears throat> oh yeah i played a little bit of that and Really enjoying that, but I've been seeing ads for this game um, on, I don't know, maybe TikTok or something, uh, called Warcraft Rumble, which is made by Blizzard. It's like Warcraft characters, and it's literally not even that hard. It's just like you have different characters, and you have to wait for like the stamina, jewels, or gold, or whatever it is to, you know... I guess cool down and you take the characters and like this, to do this. Yeah. And the characters are like, this one's four gold. This one's two gold. And it just like, 
slowly goes up and once you get two gold you could use that two gold character so it's like you just place these characters on the board and they go towards the boss on the other side of the map and there's obstacles in the way and other enemies and they have to fight them so i was like that's ah, like a nice waste of time when i'm just sitting there waiting for josiah to fall asleep so i downloaded that too and been playing it but it's not like i wouldn't call it strategy it's kind of just like I say that's also barely a video game yeah like it's not even strategy because if you have enough gold and you just spam all your monsters, you're winning. <laughs> like it's it's not even. So I've just been playing that a little bit too, but I wouldn't say like a, a lot. So no, again, just a bit. Um, Terranil so is fun I, though. You you are right about it is, that. It, yeah, it's it's got like just a little bit of strategy to yeah. make it tough. Have you beaten the first level all the way, or are you just playing it? Uh I think I'm like towards the end of the first level okay. and, and I just haven't played since the hardest part is trying to, well, <clears throat> different things are challenging, of course, but what I found to be the hardest was trying to get it to where everything I put is in the area that I can tear it down as well. Like burn it. You mean? No, no, you'll you'll see once you get to the end because you then have to recycle everything you put down. Oh, gotcha. To finish the level, so you know the stuff that you're like, oh, I'll I'll get this way far out area mm -hmm. to get some uh, resources. You then have to figure out how to get something to that to take it. it it's oh, a that's mess. crazy. Um, oh, anyways. maybe I should have. I didn't know that, so I should have probably thought about my placement of stuff before I. Yeah. Oh, that sucks. Uh, the first time I did it, like during the demo fest, I had to restart the, <laughs> the first level, the only level you could play, yeah. but I had to restart it because of that. Oh, Anyways, crazy. let's move on to the gaming topic. Um, this one, so both Evan and I watch a YouTuber called Scott the Waz, and my chances are, I feel like if you're one of the 10 people who listen to us, you probably watch his videos as well. Um, he, he does cuss a lot, but he's hilarious. And, oh, dude, and his so videos funny. are, I would say, like when he does reviews of any game, I would say he is, he probably has the same opinions that I would, you know, like he says all the good, but he also says all the bad. And I usually majority of the time agree with him. I'm going to say, I feel like he's one of the most fair reviewers out there. Yeah. Like some of the, he says some off the wall stuff, but <laughs> yeah, he, does, he says a lot of truth too. He's from Ohio a too, lot. man. I hopefully I, I run into him one day. <laughs> Dude, the, like he just films in Target sometimes. <laughs> he has know. a buddy put on a red shirt and they just film in an aisle. <laughs> Did you end up watching the video that this, uh, inspired this topic no dude i was going to today and I, I i've been in a music mood so i haven't i get it i get it he there are some very good one-liners his ending wasn't as good as i thought it was but like or as they normally are i should say but one of the you know how he has those like <laughs> random cold open sometimes yeah it says like big company and it's like their board meeting and they show profits like tanking and they're like well the end of the year we got to cut your losses somehow all right half the staff you're fired and then he's like and we just bought this educational video on how to increase profits and so <laughs> and then of course it's him on the screen and he goes hey y'all first things to turn into profit don't fire half your staff <laughs> and then the, the presenter goes god 
Dang it! <laughs> Dude, one of my favorite <laughs> parts of one of his videos I sent you, and he says H-E-L-L, but I'm not going to say oh, that. Oh, so a lot, yeah. Is when he... Uh, when he's like, I feel like developers with the Wii U gamepad couldn't win. He was like, if you utilized it, what the heck? And if you didn't, <laughs> what the heck? <laughs> Dude, it is so true, bro. Oh, I was dying because I was like, it's true. Because like, there's some games where I'm like, this is so annoying. Why did they do this? Then there's some games I'm like, why didn't they use it? They could have made this better. <laughs> I have this image in my head. I can't remember what it, what video it was from, but he's just like reclining on the couch like this. And he's like, if you play this game, you're a brain dead turd, basically. <laughs> and then it like cuts to him and he's got a mouth full of water and he just goes, hey, and it like all falls out on him. Like <laughs> he's so funny, man. He is hilarious. So anyways. Did I introduce video you that- to him? I can't remember. Yeah, you told me he because something happened with um, oh what's that John John Tron. Uh, no. Yeah, that was so weird, John man. Tron. Every time you look up John Tron, Scott will pop up. <laughs> so you told me about him. I watched a few videos and I was like, yeah, he's okay. And then I stopped watching for like a year or two, and then um, I just sorry, I got to move my mic. I just started again uh, within the last few months, and dude, I've, so I've been catching up on his videos, but. Anyways, this most recent one, I think it was last week, he talked about the annual release. I was like, hey, that that could be a good topic uh, for Eva and I to rant about because we hate them. Yeah. Well, hate them and sort of love them in a way. (laughs) Depends on the, the game. So, you know, he, I'm trying to think of how, um, how to start it off because of course the biggest annual release is call of duty mm-hmm. so he had he had a great point he was like you start off so what it's it was just their 20th anniversary they have released a game every year since their first game so he said you start off and it's uh what treyarch and infinity ward and you like you take two years to make a game and while you're finishing up the game for next year the other uh team releases a game and you go back and then you get so big you bring in a third studio who has all these offshoots and then you get so big and so convoluted that you pull everyone off of those projects onto your main project and now you're spinning out this crap every year and he said uh, like this year they said they weren't going to have a call of duty and then all of a sudden modern warfare 3 yep. yeah so he was talking about that and then he goes yeah, so you see releasing a game every year does not help. And then he shows Battlefield. He goes, and Battlefield releases every three to four years. That also does not help. <laughs> <laughs> You'll really just have to watch the video because, of course, his delivery is much better. But um, it, I used to love Call of Duty for three, maybe four years, playing Modern Warfare 3 or black ops and then modern warfare 3 is that how the release went yeah um i didn't play black ops too much i was still on modern warfare 3 and then so maybe i just loved it for two years (laughs) yeah you i don't think you loved it very long (laughs) maybe no it was modern warfare 2 then black i really enjoyed black ops and then three yeah 
because I remember I was playing two with friends, then Black Ops I got as a Christmas present from an ex-girlfriend, and then um, Modern Warfare 3 was the first one I bought for myself on release day. Dude, that's... Oh, I didn't buy it on release day, but Modern Warfare 3 is the first card I bought for myself. Yeah. So, but then, like, I remember trying to play Ghosts, and I hated it. I tried to play... Ghost was awful, dude. Dude, I can't even remember the names. Here's, so I'll say this. The annual release game that I have the most experience with is Assassin's Creed. And we have ranted about how we feel about this, so I'll keep it relatively short. But I play. I remember buying Assassin's Creed and Assassin's Creed 2 used at GameStop for cheap because I think um, Brotherhood. No. It was Assassin's Creed 2, and then was it Brotherhood? Mm-hmm. So Brotherhood had just come out, so the other two were cheap. And I really enjoyed 2. <laughs> then I went back to play 1, and then I finished 2. And then um, I played Brotherhood, and then what was it, 3? No, Revelations. Yeah, it was Revelations. Then it was three, three. then four, and then four. So I enjoyed it up to Revelations. Revelations wore on me, and then I, I still do not like Black Flag. I think it's the pirates. I just see you're one of the very few that does not like that game. Which it's is, true. I just I think I, it, I think up, if it didn't have the sailing, you'd enjoy it more. But I think so too. But I also think that what tainted it my view was they killed desmond at the end of three so in my eyes there yeah. was literally no point to the series anymore yeah so then they kept going and they released the crap show that was unity then they released um syndicate and i tell you that i no, still that. have not played i think i've played that game an hour i hate it so much what really tipped was the tipping point for me was that one of the powers you could get as the girl was you could turn invisible if you stood still like towards the late game. Yeah. Stupid. And uh, yeah, well you continue and I'll tell you my opinion on all these games. Well, So then, you know, you get to Assassin's Creed origins, which was okay. I think if it was not branded Assassin's Creed, I would have enjoyed it more. I played uh, a third of Odyssey and I, I own Valhalla simply because of the steelbook. I got a good deal on it. Um, I And like part of me wants to play Mirage, but then the other part of me is just like, screw Assassin's Creed. They tried to churn stuff out too much. They didn't change the formula enough. They didn't know what they were doing with the story, and they just created this disaster of a series. Yeah. <clears throat> so. But what were you going to say? How my experience with Assassin's Creed started was I heard somebody, I think at my church, was like, yeah, dude, Assassin's Creed is really cool. So I bought the first one because it was Platinum Hits at the time. And I played it and I was like, wow, this game sucks. Like, because honestly, the first one is rough. And uh, I still really enjoyed it, though, because uh, I was new to gaming. So I didn't know <laughs> what was good, what was bad. Yeah. And then uh, I actually got Assassin's Creed 2 from an ex-girlfriend. I think it was for Christmas. And I played that. And I and I, I had asked her for it because one of my friends said that was the best one. Played that. Loved it. And then Brotherhood came out. And I brought, bought Brotherhood. 
played that, loved it, and I actually really enjoyed the multiplayer in Brotherhood. I don't know how much you Dude, got the multi- I didn't play much, but the multiplayer was fun. It was oh. like you and what? eight other people running if, around if that yeah maybe six of you and you're running around you trying to, to assassinate yeah. each other and you you can blend in and disguise it was nerve wracking yes it, i wish they bring that back and then uh as a standalone <clears throat> yeah and i really liked revelation 2 only because it it brought Ezio and altair's story together and ended them you know like it finished them. So I like that. Um, Assassin's Creed 3, I liked the gameplay. I liked the setting. Hated the freaking character. Hated it. Hate the, the story. Yeah, the story in the, in the main character, stupid. Black Flag, loved, dude. Loved everything about it. I mean, I do think it's dumb. He never became an assassin, but I kind of get why. Um, Unity in Rogue. I literally couldn't tell you a single thing about that oh, game Black story. Black Flag is so good. Unity and Rogue, Unity was gorgeous in, in a good setting, but it was really buggy when it came out. I enjoyed the story, still buggy. I agree that Desmond dying was dumb, but I, I don't know, you know. And then uh, Rogue I thought was kind of cool because it gave you a different perspective. Um, now, when they changed, they took a break for a few years, changed the formula to bring Origins, Odyssey, and Valhalla all in three years in a row bad decision it wasn't yeah. three years in a row i thought it was i thought it was, mm-hmm. it was 2017 for origins or 16 then two years later odyssey and then three years later valhalla oh well <clears throat> i i think those are good games just shouldn't be assassin's creed games and like they're I, bloated yeah i i enjoyed Valhalla, I think the most because of the time period shouldn't be an Assassin's Creed game. And I never beat it anyway, but so something interesting you'll see if you watch Scott's video is he says the development time for those games. So like Assassin's Creed two is what 20 hours long. They had a year to develop it. Uh, Assassin's Creed Brotherhood, 20 hours long, a year to develop it on goes the chain Uh, for origins. It was twice as long, and they had two years to work on it. Odyssey, same thing. Twice as long as the originals, two years to work on it. Valhalla, three times as long, three years to work on it. So, like, all they're doing, they're not changing. They're just bloating. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I'm okay if you release a game every two to three years in the same series, and you make it the same length or shorter or a little longer as long as it's a solid sequel. It doesn't yeah. have to like blow my mind. Yeah. But and, you can't just copy and paste. And that's why I think I liked uh Mirage so much. So Mirage is probably the one I've enjoyed since Assassin's Creed two. Um or maybe Black Flag. <clears throat> but it's nice because it takes it back to formula. It looks good. Um it's not bloated. The world's big enough to where it feels nice and open, but it's still condensed to where it doesn't feel like there's too much going on. Um, and I, I, again, can't tell you what the story is about. Cause I have no idea. I, I, because I was just invested in the gameplay and didn't really pay attention to the story. Um, but it did bring back like, like you remember how the 
Apple of Eden and stuff was like alien technology and whatnot, a race yeah. before us. It brings all that back, you know. So they're going back to the, also stupid. Yeah, I think so too. But they're going back to the roots of that. In the Animus Machine is just irre- like it's non-existent. Like they're just talking about the assassins. I so. think the Animus was so cool. I think they I could do have too. done so much more with that had they not killed Desmond. Like, yeah, have... they they needed to work their way up to making him the master assassin. Then you play in a modern world. That would have been sweet. Or you have a game like, uh, what was it? Rogue World. No. I guess you played as a Templar a little bit in uh, 3 as Connor's dad. Yeah, but you play as a Templar and Rogue. You do? Okay, I couldn't remember if you yeah. did or not because I never played it. But they should have had a character like essentially here's how i envision it two different studios one making an assassin's creed game one making a templar game yeah and you're on opposite sides of the coin and then you you come together whatever um this was not supposed to be just about assassin's creed and call of duty one of the other games that he brought up was uh just dance that every year since its inception uh, one thing I didn't know is they, it seems like they've stopped releasing um, uh, standalone games, but they're doing more of like the expansion pack. Yeah, they've been doing that for a little while. I, I kind of get it, but you're you're still getting charged fifty bucks. Yeah. I mean, it still benefits the company, obviously, but Uh, yeah, interesting how two of these like annual releases are uh, Ubisoft. Ubisoft. Yeah, very interesting. You know, they know how to they know how to make money. (laughs) (laughs) And then the other, so I I texted this one to you, Uh, the Legend of Zelda. He says. He threw caveats in. He says, if you include re-releases and remasters and the two spinoffs of Hyrule Warriors, that every year since 2013, except for 2022, there was a new Legend of Zelda game released. I thought there was one in 2022. Mm-mm. Huh. But, like, it was... Um, what was the one on the 3DS? Not the Three Swords or Four Swords, whatever it was, but... Um, uh, Triforce Heroes. Triforce Heroes. Not that one. The one before it, the uh, Link to the Past. Oh, no, Link Between uh, Worlds. Link Between Worlds. That one started it off and then was like Hyrule Warriors and then was some like Majora's Mask remake and then was like Triforce Heroes. And then, so it was... <clears throat> yeah. Boom, 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 boom. I was like, huh. That's pretty interesting. See, I will say, though, I think not be, just because I'm a Zelda fan, but that one doesn't bug me too much because each Zelda game is completely different. Aside from oh, the remix. Yeah. Aside from the remix. Sure. Like, Triforce Heroes definitely isn't Breath of the Wild. You know, like, yeah, it's not copy and paste, like Call of Duty or Assassin's Creed or... Oh, yeah. I'm not lumping them into the same category at all. I just thought it was interesting to see that oh there technically has been one but you don't even think of it like that because they don't do the copy and paste yeah which is weird when you think about it 
Because <laughs> like, yeah, the biggest copy and paste was between 2017 and 2023. So, you <laughs> yeah, know, I'll yeah, cut them some slack. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah, I, uh, I never really. Uh, like I understand why they do any releases because they're big franchises, big games with a big following and it just brings in money. But at the same time, you would think people would get tired of it and they'll stop paying for it, bro. I stopped. I mean, I'm not enough to make a difference, but I mean, you still bought call of duty this year though. Yeah. But out of the last 10 calls of duty, (laughs) I have bought two. Yeah, but you're that one person where they're like, wait, one, one more customer over. We're doing something right. You know <laughs> what I mean? Like, that's what they'll do. It's true. But at the same time, you know, I think there's people like me who when Modern Warfare and Modern Warfare 2 released, I was like, I don't give two craps about that. There are people who feel that way about Modern Warfare 3. So I'm just taking someone else's place. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Although I think but this it, is one of the best-selling ones in years, so <laughs> which is kind of disappointing given the reviews. I, however, I will say it's been fun. Yeah, but that's also because I've had the most fun playing the maps that they have copy and pasted. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. it takes me back to high school when I play with friends. Yeah, which so, we still yeah. been you're still playing with friends, and I I want to continue playing. I just haven't had time. So I, I burned the disc. Yeah, I bet you did. I bet you <laughs> oh, did. by the way, before we move on from the game topic, I, I, you can't see because of the light, but I alphabetized all of my games. All of your games, bro. You, all of them. So win. this starts A, all the way down to probably The Witcher. XCOM. XCOM is the last one. Witcher before that one? Uh, yep. <clears throat> Dude, you went hard. You don't have very many 360 games. I don't. I don't have them on display. Isn't that what's right below your no, Xbox One? PS Five. Oh, 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 those look like 360 in the camera. Yeah, in the light. But yeah, that's the white. I did not do it for my um, steel books here. I just. I think this side is. Uh, this side is Xbox. That side is PlayStation. Oh, you uh, divided it by console, huh? I, I don't know. I didn't want to do it alphabetically because I got duplicates of some. I will say I like the Switch cases. Yeah, it actually fits perfectly, like all the way down. Yeah, I like how small and compact they are. I'm not a fan of the Xbox cases. They're just a weird size, you know? I'm still not. Anyways, let's move on to the faith topic. Yep. So this is going to be mostly Evan. Uh, yeah. So Natalie got this book a while ago and started reading it as a devotion. And I think she was it was referred to her. And she's been begging me to read it. So I decided to finally read it. Right. It's called The Awe of God. All right. And it's by John Bevere, which I've I've liked hearing his like sermons and stuff in the past. I've never listened to or read any of his books, but this God or this God, this wow. God, <laughs> this book <laughs> is uh, so far. I'm on. I think I just chapter two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I'm on. Let me find it because uh, just I took my um. Oh, uh, your bookmark. Yeah. I'm on 
Well, it goes, it's supposed to be like a devotion. So I'm on week one, day seven, but you know, so chapter seven, seven. um, (laughs) uh, but it's really talking about, uh, the, and it's weird saying it because, uh, and I'll explain why in a little bit, but the fear of God. All right. So uh, the book's explaining how it's weird when somebody say you should fear God because they're like, well, why should I be afraid? You know, why should I be afraid of God? Because the Bible tells us not to be afraid, blah, blah, blah. But he's explaining like, because God is terrifying. (laughs) He's the creator of all things, but he's explaining like, it doesn't mean fear God as in like, be afraid of God, even though you should to an extent, because he, he is creator of all things, but it's talking fear him as a reverence to him, you know, like as in awe to him. Because you're in awe of him. Yeah. And when, and honestly, he has some really crazy cool stories in the book about his experiences and whatnot. And he brings a lot of good scripture verses to light. But it's interesting hearing the the differences between fear and him explaining it, because in his experiences, a lot of people truly don't understand what it means to fear God in, in awe and reverence. Mm-hmm. And uh, to me, that's always been like, yes, to an extent, I fear God as in he's my creator, but I'm in more awe of him in that kind of fear. And it reminds me of um, uh, the story of Hosea and Gomer, where you know, he goes to get his wife, even though his wife has left him and gone back into, uh, you know, being a prostitute. And, you know, we are Gomer in that story, you know, and as Hosea's writing, God says that this basically says like, this is what I'm going to do for you. And that people will fear me as in, in awe of me, you know, because of what I am doing, going to do for you. So just reading this book is honestly been eye opening for me, I think. Um, and it's not long either. I really recommend that you read it too. Cause I, every morning, um, I get up and I read it and it's only like three pages per chapter, like three full mm-hmm. pages and that's it. And it has like, you know, prayer at the end and whatnot. So um <clears throat> been really enjoying it and it is eye opening and it's helping me understand maybe the way some people think, because I have met some people who are like, well, look at the Old Testament God and the Bible says he doesn't change. And, you know, he's the same. Today. <laughs> you know, it's just and, and I was talking to somebody about that today. I actually had a really long meeting today and, you know, we, we were talking about how God doesn't change, you know, and in today, his judgment still stands on us as it did in the Old Testament. However, we have a son who is, you know, standing in the gap for us. And that's something that they didn't have. So, you know, it it's really yeah, thank goodness for that, man. Yeah, for real, dude. Could you imagine like the wrath of God, like no. being put on you like that? Uh, I couldn't either. So thank God for Jesus taking that wrath, but it's a really good book. I'm really enjoying it. Um, and it's really just helping you have a healthy fear of God instead of a yeah. unhealthy. Oh, I'm terrified of him. I don't want to serve him because he hates and all that kind of stuff. I'm just going to stay in the basement because it's safer. <clears throat> yeah. From an om- omnipresent God. Um, 
but yeah, so I, I really encourage anyone who who's looking to get into like some kind of devotion to read that book. It, I've been really enjoying it. Um, that being said, I did want to talk a little bit about this past Sunday and a little bit. Did you have a chance to listen at all? I don't, I mean, no, I haven't had the chance yet. I, I don't really care if you do or not. I just figured I'd ask and I, Natalie hasn't either. So there's all the support in my life. I appreciate that. I was going to um, say why hasn't she, but yeah, she was with the kids. <laughs> um, yeah, so I think I touched a little bit on what God's been doing in my life uh, on the on this podcast. Um, I think a month ago. Yeah, something six like weeks that. Ago. And uh, whenever when when God was taking me through this little journey in my life about, I guess, forgiveness, reconciliation, and whatnot, um, I felt Him speaking to me about, and, and I want to make this clear too. I had to make this clear in my message as well. When I, when I say I felt God speaking to me, it wasn't that he came down and sat next to me and I heard his voice audibly. It was, he was speaking to me through the spirit. So as I was going on this little journey that he was taking me on, I felt God telling me to bring this message to the church. And I was like, well, no, <laughs> like I was like, I don't, I don't like speaking. And, and and I never even told Zach until like a week ago. I was like, Oh, by the way, I'm preaching on Sunday. So, uh, mm-hmm. I, uh, I don't like preaching on Sundays. I don't, it's not that I'm scared or anything. It's not that I, I get nervous. It's just, I don't really like it, man. Like I don't like being on stage and, and doing that. So, um, I felt the Lord wanting me to do that. And I, I didn't really know why. And so, I was like, all right, I'll do it. I, I talked to my pastor and, and I told him if he feels the Lord telling him, no, that's okay. <laughs> but <laughs> not going to hurt you. Yeah, feelings. not going to hurt me. Uh, but, you know, he, he said he'd, he'd love to have me speak. So I decided to go with it and I didn't really know where I was going with it. And I just kind of want to talk about the, the end of my, the beginning and the Enema. end of my sermon. Yeah, the end of my. And, uh, you know, at the beginning, I talked about how the Lord presented me with some questions, you know, he, he presented me with, um, have I forgiven everyone? And I, and I personally was like, yeah, I believe so. You know, this is the beginning of the journey. Mm -hmm. And, uh, he said, have I loved everyone? And I was like, I think, you know, everyone that you've given me, I've, I've loved everyone, you know, well, you know, any, anyone I've come in contact with, you know, and then he said, well, have you loved well? And I'm thinking to myself, well, I've loved as well as I could, you know, because I put up walls. I don't want anybody growing too close to me. You know, I don't, I don't want, you know, I'm, 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 I, I love as well as I could, you know, and through that, you know, God was like, well, if you've only loved as well as you could, as you could, then have you truly loved everyone? And I'm like, well, maybe not. And, you know, and then, and then as I, as and you I, go, I'm okay with that. <laughs> yeah. And, and I'm good with that. So, and I, and as I'm thinking that, that's I'm, right. God wants complacency. <laughs> yeah. He wants lukewarm. No, I'm just kidding. That's... <laughs> uh, that is the absolute com- complete opposite of the gospel. Um, but as I'm uh, as I'm thinking about that, I'm like, well, I haven't truly loved everyone that I possibly could. Well, then I have. I there must be somebody I haven't forgiven because if I haven't forgiven someone, then I'm holding on to something, putting up these walls, and that's when he took me on that journey. Well, which I've already explained. So um, at the end of my sermon, you know, it, well. I, sh- I shouldn't say at the end of my sermon, but as I'm, I'm praying about what God wants me to say, um, these questions came to mind for the congregation. And, you know, at the end of my sermon, I said, listen, I got some questions for you and I want you to take them seriously. And, um, you know, 
some of them are going to hurt, you know? So the first question was for the congregation was, are you holding on to something you need to let go of? And I was like, okay. And as I wrote that in my PowerPoint, I was like, okay, God, that's the first question. The second question was the same question that I was asked. Have you loved everyone? That was a question for the congregation. And then the third question was, have you checked on your brother or sister in Christ? And I was like, okay. I don't know what this means. Like, I was like, okay, cool. Like, so I'm glad that's for the congregation, not for me. Yeah. So as I, as I was uh, praying about this and uh, thinking on this, uh, God kind of revealed it all to me. You know, I was like, I asked the congregation, I said, have you, or are you holding on to anything you, you need to let go of? And I said, if I just said that and something came to mind, you need to let it go. It's not, it's not a, uh, maybe you should. It's a, no, you need to let it go. Because if I said something and it came to mind, you're holding on to it. And then I said, have you loved everyone? I was like, have you loved everyone that you've come in contact with? Everyone that, that you, you've talked to, everyone that you've seen, have you showed them the love of Christ? Have you truly loved them? And then I said, have you checked on your brother and sister in Christ? I said, if you've loved everyone, are you keeping your brother and sister accountable? Are, are you checking in on them? Are you seeing them on Sunday and going, hey, how are you? How was your week? Blah, blah, blah. Oh, I'll be praying for you and you go home and do nothing. I was like, and or, never pray for them. Yeah. And I was like, or are you genuinely, let me let me pray for you. And you pray for him right there. And then are you sending him scripture verses throughout the week to encourage him? Are you asking them, what can I do to help you? You know, I was like, if you're not doing that with just your brother and sister in Christ, who is like-minded like you, then how can you sit here and tell me that you're loving everyone you come in contact with? I was like, it's impossible. You, if you can't love somebody who's like-minded, who's sitting in the seat right next to you, you can't possibly love everyone and you're lying to yourself. And if you're not loving everyone, then you're holding on to something that's stopping you from loving everyone in your life. So what are you Let holding on to? Let me ask you, did you get any amens at that point? Uh, uh, you know, it, what's funny, it, the, I did. I did get a few. I got a few people saying whatever. You could have heard a pin drop in that sanctuary. Oh, I, yeah. <laughs> you could have heard a pin drop in that sanctuary, bro. And uh, I and it happened to be Communion Sunday. So I was like, what a perfect time to take a step back, look in the mirror, and reflect. You are not allowed to take Communion unless <laughs> yeah. you repent. Yeah, right I should have. And I, and I told them, I was like, what a perfect time to take a step back and look in the mirror, reflect on, on your life right. and what you need to let go of. And I was like, you know, because honestly, communion is reflecting on what Christ did for us. And Christ died for us when he died for us when we were at our worst and we can't even love the person sitting next to us. I was like, are you kidding? You know, and that's pretty much how I ended. And, and not even kidding you, dude. Like <clears throat> at the end of it, I was like, thanks. And I got off the stage. <laughs> That was it. <laughs> that, was, that was the end. Like, I had nothing more to say. I felt the Lord saying, all right, you're done. And I was like, okay. And I got, I was like, thanks. And I got off and my pastor led communion. And like, and, uh, that's like the most Evan way to, to lead, end a sermon ever. Thanks. See ya. Get out of here. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah. But, but first, drink this terrible grape juice. <laughs> yeah. And these, these, the stale bread. But, uh, Ugh. <clears throat> yeah, I uh I like I said when I when I was up there and I I preached that sermon I was like, man, I don't really know if this pertains to anybody, you know, what does it matter? But a lot of people it was really encouraging cuz a lot of people we had potluck afterwards. They came up to me and they were they were like, "Man, like 
I, I, I've been struggling with forgiveness in my life and I was praying to God, you know, please show me a sign of how to do this. And, you know, my sermon is all, all about that, you know, and, and then, uh, the very next day you had this sermon. <laughs> yeah. And so, uh, there was a lot of encouragement. A lot of people came up and told me their story of the people in their life that they need to forgive. A lot of people came up to me and said that they, they prayed the same prayer I've been praying. So, you know, it was really encouraging to hear all those testimonies of people coming up to me and, you know, none of it was me. It was all the Lord leading me and, yeah. and, and what to say and do. But, um, you know, it definitely was encouraging in a, in a lot of people. I, I don't, man, when I, when I preach, it's not, it's not like, here's the bullet points, blah, blah, blah. Let's go through this. I do it more in storytelling, you know, whether yeah. it's, it's telling a story of something in the Bible or telling a story through experience. This one was through experience. Personally, yeah. And, uh, I don't consider myself a, a good speaker or anything, but a lot of people love the way that I, I, I guess you should say preach, you know, you make it relatable, I guess that's what they feel. So, um, it it was really encouraging to hear all that, but you know, all glory to God. Yeah. Yeah. To my own horror. Now, as I say, all glory to God and that it wasn't (laughs) from me. So yeah, but yeah, it it was a, it was a good, good service, man. Um, but I seriously did, man. And, and I, I thought about, in my head, as I was up there, I was like, maybe I should end this on a prayer or something. And then I was like, thanks. And that was it. <laughs> and, like, I feel released. Yeah. So you should do. <laughs> yeah. And that, that was it. And I literally grabbed my water and I walked off the stage. And I and I told the congregation <laughs> when, when I got up there, you know, I told them, I was like, I've never been the kind of pastor that like has all the lights and show and all that. And I was like, it's, it's not and how like, Yeah. They're know. like, thank God. And I was like, you know <laughs> That's not how I am. Were, were, were you wearing shorts? Real <laughs> I should have, man. I really should have. Uh, but I did tell the congregation, I was like, one thing I could promise you is I'm going to be real with you. So are you ready? Because <laughs> you don't care what they think afterwards. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And they all, after I said to the congregation, I was like, can I be real with you today? They almost everyone in that congregation said, yeah. And I was like, okay, you might say that now. And I was like, and and I I told them I was like, some of you don't know me, and after you hear this, you may not want to know me. But uh, I also told them I wasn't going to be the fat bulb preacher that pulls out a rag and wipes his head off during the middle of the sermon. So instead, you're just like dripping. Yeah. But it was good, man. I had to bring some humor in it because what kind of sermon would it be? If, you know, I didn't put a little bit of Evan spice in there, so. Yeah. You know, I was actually just talking about your church last Wednesday at uh on our at our service. So how we do our Wednesdays at church is it's um like about a 30 minute teaching uh from my dad or one of the other pastors uh, and then after that we break into tables about 8 to 10 to a table and we just have discussion on questions based on what we just talked about, you know? So last week I couldn't tell you what chapter we're reading through. Cause we're just, we're just like methodically going through books of the Bible. Um, I think it was first Peter, maybe second Peter. And, uh, one of the questions was like a, uh, like when did you feel the, the spirit talk to you, whether it was audibly or, or what and uh, um 
as soon as I read the question, I was like, yeah, this last time that I went to Evan's church. And because you remember how I told you, like, I was just so yeah. focused You're on, so on freaking worship oblivious <laughs> to the biggest thing that happened in the church. <laughs> uh, I, I didn't tell him like that I was that oblivious, but I told him like I had no idea what was going on around me. I was just like praying and worshiping. I said, I couldn't tell you what songs were sung or anything. I said, all I know is like I was with God <laughs> in that moment. <laughs> so anyways, all that to say, I was I was talking about your church last week. Dude, did you tell your dad that I was preaching on a Sunday? No. Oh, man, I want to know what he says, man. I didn't even think about it. He always it. has some uplifting, encouraging things to say about me. <laughs> Dude, he is um, <laughs> probably too busy to even come up with a, a good joke because – he started off December doing the 12 days of Christmas with the church. So like every day doing something different in the community for 12 and days. He, yeah. So like, uh, I don't know, one of the days he and, or he had some of the ladies take like baked goods to a fire department that's in our city or like bringing donuts to the teachers at a school, or we went caroling at a, a nursing home, you know, like, Stuff like that, just every day. But then he's also preaching, and then getting towards the end of the uh, the year, he's uh, prepping for the the building project that's going on. He's got meetings. He's got like board meetings. He said on Friday he's got the staff meeting. Like he has his calendar printed out on the uh, um, on the fridge at home. And he hasn't read like stuff that he's got to do. And it's usually like five or six days in a row. He's got something to do one day off five or six days in a row. Jeez. One day off. <laughs> so, yeah. Anyways. Well, I'm excited Life to hear your, your thoughts though on, on the message when you be able to hear it and or listen to it. And yeah. uh, one thing I will say is I was a little nervous about. So uh, I'll, and I'll explain why. Um, let me pull up the Bible app though. So, hold on. I have to pull up something else as well. So, one of the the scripture verse that the Lord took me to in this adventure that I was on. I say adventure, journey, whatever you want to call it. Um, hold on, pulling it up right now because I just don't want I don't want to misquote it. All right. Nope, that was not it. I keep all these verses like highlighted or in picture form, like image form through the Bible app on my phone. And problem with that is then you have to go through every single picture. It's true. You are correct. But luckily I don't post too much. I don't post <laughs> that often. All right. So the... Uh, <clears throat> the verse that the, the Lord led me to. What verse is this? Oh, that was my Thanksgiving Day verse. The verse that the Lord led me to was uh, Psalm 51.10, and it says, Create in me a clean heart, O God. Renew a loyal spirit within me. And that was what, you know, kind of started this whole journey. And, and this verse reminded me of um, another verse, which I looked up, and this is the one I was a little nervous about. 
And this one's Ezekiel 36, 26. And it says, and I will give you a heart, a new heart and a new spirit. I will put with, I put within you and I'll remove the heart of stone from your flesh and give you a heart of flesh. Now, um, that's what the first verse led me to this one. Cause it reminded me of this one. And this is when I prayed the prayer, like Lord soften my heart, give me a heart of flesh, you know, cause I feel like I have a heart of stone. I feel like I'm cold hearted most mm-hmm. times. And I was a little nervous about, about this because, you know, there's some people who are going to be like, well, that's not the, that's not really what it means, you know? And, but it, it's like <laughs> the history of it is yes. It's God speaking uh, to Israel as a, as a people. Right. Right. That's the history of it, but it still stands true today about what God will do in our life. Right. So I was a little nervous about it and I was thinking to myself, like, maybe I should explain like in my sermon, why I have this verse up here. Like, yes, I know the history of it, blah, 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 blah. But then like, I just felt the Lord say, just say the verse, just leave like, it, just leave it. Don't explain it. Don't sit there. And so I was like, no, nah, I'll do it. And honestly, nobody said anything. And I was like, okay, cool. Like I was, I was honestly expecting people to be like, uh, don't you know that that's actually, like, and I was like, oh, bro, I don't want to uh, get into this theological, deb- not theological. Clearly debate. I would have if I was there, but <clears throat> since I wasn't there, yeah, well, you're off the hook. You know, you can go suck it. You, you use con, <laughs> you use verses out of context and you're little, <laughs> I was waiting for that one. <laughs> um, but to uh, to kind of round us out tonight, yeah. are you ready for this, Evan? Oh, I'm ready. Thanks. Uh, um, are you on drugs? <laughs> no, because that's how you ended your sermon and you uh, left. You uh, just said uh, thanks. Uh, 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 I said thank you, actually. So. Oh, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. You, you, honestly, then, you should just watch the very end of it so you can see me go. Like you see me stop, and I go, "Thank you," and I walk off. I'm serious, dude. Like I had nothing else to good. say, and people that's are clapping. Good. And I remember as I'm walking off stage, people are clapping. I'm like, "Why are they clapping, bro?" Like, because they're like, "It's done." Yeah, they're like, "Praise oh God, gosh. this guy's getting off the stage." <laughs> uh, well, yeah, I didn't have anything else to to add, so. It was just if you uh, you had anything else to say. No, that was pretty much it. I just want to clear up that that verse there that I used. Um, I it, it wasn't out of context. I understand the history of it, but you know it still stands true today. Is all I wanted to mention. But yeah, dude, yeah. that was it. So, if you want to watch that sermon, it's on a Facebook group somewhere. Evan, can you tell them where to find it? Well, uh, honestly, I don't. I don't think it's an open group. Uh, uh. Is it? I don't know. I don't know. You'd have to tell me. You click on the link and you tell me. So, I don't know. It's our church group, uh, church Facebook, Rush Church. So, you know, that's, I mean, I, I don't know if it's open or not. So, but if you guys want to watch it, go ahead. So. Yeah. Either way. Um, if you want to get in contact with us, like some people periodically do, uh, you know, links will be in the description for that. Also, I should have looked this up beforehand. Um, <clears throat> give me a second. What are you looking oh, up? I wanted to give a shout out to, um, is it Edre? I'm sorry, I don't know how to pronounce your name. The guy on Instagram who oh, was yes. one of his top five listens. That's crazy. So, we do not deserve to be on that top five. <laughs> No. Well, you know what's crazy? 
Um, in my Facebook memories, apparently last year we were on someone's top five too. It was probably his. Yeah, it probably was. It was probably him again. So appreciate it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that was that was cool to get that notification. So thanks for that, and uh, hopefully, maybe we'll we'll crack the top five again next year. Who knows? Yeah. But anyways, get in contact with us. Send us an email or don't whatever like yeah. Evan said he's got a heart of stone so not going to bother him yeah uh you want to round us out yep thank you guys for listening again appreciate you guys for reaching out those that have and really appreciate uh you know being on that top five man it was really encouraging for both of us to see that it was really exciting to get that notification but continue to listen uh hopefully this does something for you guys i know zach and i enjoy doing it even though we joke around that it's a burden and uh it sucks and you know we're not good at it but we do enjoy doing one of us is joking yeah well you can go suck it but thank you guys again for listening we appreciate every single one of you guys like always we are and always will be none other than the faithful gamers i'm evan and i'm zach we'll see you next time i don't know why you're laughing right now (laughs) because i know you hate when i do that (laughs) oh yeah i hate it i just see you guys see ya